record? No, I did hear a record one time. The cat does it one time and it's pretty significant. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. Thanks for joining us. Today we're going to be talking about how our beliefs cause our behavior. Let that sink in for just a second. Our beliefs cause our behavior. And the more that we've talked about this, the more we've realized how true that statement is. And we're going to get into that a little bit later on the show. Before jumping into that, though, I want to ask... Has anyone ever said something to the wrong person or, you know, kind of like maybe put their foot in their mouth and said something embarrassing? Never. Never. Yeah. I think it's safe to say we could all raise our hands on that one. We're not alone. We have some stories recently of both of us. Well, not, I mean, I stuck my foot in my mouth 100%. I maybe even had two feet in what, what I shared. But yeah. you you had a funny, those... Mine was a texting mess yeah, up. Right. When you think you're texting one person, but you're not. You're actually texting somebody <laughs> yeah. else. Letting, kind of, as the saying goes, the cat out of the bag. A little bit. With what, who you were texting. Yeah, yeah. So our son's birthday is coming up and we were... I, yeah. I was well, thinking fact, about the, birthday when gifts. When the show airs, his birthday was the day before. Yeah, yeah, Friday. Yeah, we'll have celebrated. And so I was thinking of some different things I thought he would like. And so I texted who I thought was you <laughs> to be like, what do you think about these things? Turns out it was not you. It was our son. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, yes, that's what I want. Yes. I would love that for yeah. <laughs> And so then the response caught me off guard because I'm like, wow, you're really excited about this. And then I realized I had texted him, yeah. not you. And so, yeah, that yeah. was a I oops. Mean, at first you're confused of why I'm not responding. Yeah. And why it's taking so long. And yeah. then our, I didn't find out about it until our daughter took a screenshot of your phone and then brought it to me and was like, look what mom did Yeah, today. well, because I had her check my phone because we were driving and so I didn't want to be on my phone. That's right. And so I said, can you check, did I send that to dad or did I accidentally <laughs> send it to Kieran? And she burst out laughing and said, oh no, you sent it to Kieran. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, you got to yeah. check who you're sending. It's, your... it's important. Yeah. Make sure you know who you are sending that message to. That's right. That's right. So what about you? In all, all in all, uh, our son knows what he's getting for his birthday. Yeah. Uh, and... and he's excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's excited about it. Yeah. For me, the whole, you know, two feet in the mouth thing. This past weekend, we were in Waska Sioux at our weekend getaway, speaking there with Family Life Canada. And one of the mornings, we had a our guest, we had just guests that were there for the weekend, and they had come to be part of our staff meeting. And I was going to pray for them. And I asked the gentleman, I had just forgotten his name. I said, hey, sorry, what was your name again? And so he shared his name and I said, oh, I was going to call you Kevin, where he responded to then he said, you know what? People have called me worse than that. And I kind of went like, worse than Kevin? (laughs) Meanwhile, totally forgetting that our other speaker couple's daughter's name Uh is Kevin. Yeah. And they're sitting right next to you. (laughs) Right next to me. And they're, uh, uh, yeah, it was. And then, yeah, she goes, 
what's wrong with Kevin? <laughs> yeah, and that's the point where it hit me. I'm like, oh my goodness, their daughter's name is Kevin. Thankfully, they're a lovely couple. We laughed about yeah, it. Yeah, they thought it was hilarious. They because did. the night before at supper, we literally had a conversation of different times that we've put our foot in our mouths. Yeah, yeah. And they we had were so laughing. Many. They they did have a lot, and we couldn't think of a lot of specific ones. So <laughs> the Lord knew we needed some more stories of putting our feet in our mouths. And yeah. you just obliged. I'm just you there. did it. I'm there to help out. I'm there to create stories. Yeah, you came you know, through. Research and development, every chance I can get. But here's the thing. Every time I think of Kevin, I don't know if anyone remembers the cartoon about our kids would watch this uh, show called 321 Penguins. Yeah. And there's one of the penguins' name is Kevin. But every time in the song, in the intro song, when they say it, it's like, Kevin. Yeah, they introduce all the other names, just normal. Yeah. And and then with Kevin, it's like slow and low yeah, and kind of like, goofy. And it's Kevin. And yeah. so every time I hear Kevin, that's what goes on in my head. And so <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of. And anyways, it was pretty funny. It was funny. I now do have a story, recent story, to be able to share how I stuck my foot in my mouth. Yeah. And it's going to happen again. But thankfully, we all laughed about it. Yes. And we still are laughing. <laughs> and we're still friends with them. <laughs> and we're still friends with them. Yeah, yeah. They still want to be our friends, which is good. But in all in all, we do apologize. There's nothing wrong with the name Kevin. No. If any of our listeners' name is Kevin, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, it, uh, yeah. It's a great name. It's a great name. Let's and move on. And the, the cartoon's pretty cute, too. So. It is a fun cartoon. Yeah. It is a fun cartoon. All right. So we want to, as you alluded to and talked about, we want to talk about how our beliefs cause our behavior. Now, to be clear, we also want to say that what we're talking about today, it's not our idea. Like we didn't right. think of this statement or create this statement. We've actually come across it from Dr. Kathy Cook, Dr. Julie Slattery. Yeah. Those two people have been sharing that. And, yeah. and I'm sure there's lots of others. Totally. It's just those are the ones that we're familiar with in, in sharing this concept. Right. And that got us to really start thinking about this concept and really in marriage, what we believe about our spouse, what we believe about God and about relationships, it will affect our behavior. In parenting, what we believe about our kids, it will affect our parenting That's right. as well. Yeah, and here's what we mean by that. So let's say in marriage, if we believe that our spouse loves us, we're more likely to give grace to ask a clarifying question if something comes off wrong, to assume the best, to engage in a hard conversation or even start a hard conversation because we want the best for our relationship. Mm -hmm. Because again, we're working on the assumption and the belief that our spouse loves us. But if we believe that our spouse does not love us, we'll see things that, that happen that, that hurt us or that we don't understand. We'll see that as ways that our spouse is intentionally mm -hmm. being mean to us, mm -hmm. intentionally trying to cause us harm. And then we're going to want to hurt them back and retaliate. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that typically is the response. Sometimes mm -hmm. instead of doing that, we'll retreat and we'll just mm -hmm. put up walls of safety yeah, and kind withdraw. of withdraw and, and push our spouse away. Mm -hmm. But again, depending what we believe affects what we do. Mm -hmm. If we believe that working on our marriage will actually have a positive result that we can that we can fix our issues that we can solve our problems by talking and changing and working on things if we believe that going to counseling is going to make a difference right. we're going to do those things wholeheartedly right. 
because again, we believe that it's going to help. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love how you said that we'll do it wholeheartedly and not begrudgingly. Yeah. Right? Like we're going to do it because we believe it's going to help us, not, oh, I'm being dragged here. I don't really want to be here or I don't want to work on it. But I have this belief that going to a marriage conference is going to enrich our marriage. Right. And so I'm going to approach it with that type of an attitude and believe that it's going to help. So true. Move us on. When it comes to parenting, well, and we've even had this conversation with our kids because, you know, how often do we just assume that our kids are going to go out and do something improper or or do something wrong? Like, like there, if our belief is every time our kid leaves the our house that they're going to do something wrong, we're going to parent out of that belief. Right. We're going to talk to them out of that belief. When they come home, we're actually going to ask questions out of that belief. Mm -hmm. We're going to assume that they've done something wrong and that we have to drag it mm -hmm. out of them or interrogate them until the truth comes out. Right. Whereas if we believe that our kids are going to respond in a way that we've taught them in, in, and in, a, in an appropriate manner... We're going to parent them in that way. Our conversation when they return home are going to be out of that type of a assumption and, and our questions and our conversations. And it's interesting when we've had our conversation with our oldest daughter, she has shared that, you know, if, if parents are parenting that way, like the kids feel that. Right. They sense that. And then it's just, for some, it's just like, well, my parents already think I'm going to do something wrong, so I may as well do something yeah, wrong. self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing. That's right, because I'm, there's no big deal. They already think that. Yeah. And that's the expectation, so I'll just meet the expectation. And, right. And so it's an interesting way of just, uh, again, how our beliefs are, are shaping our behaviors, but it's also then affecting others that are around us too. Another parenting example in our home, we have an international student that stays with us during the school year. And we've been having some ongoing conversations <laughs> about his chronic lateness to yes. the door. He just continuously in the morning is a little slower. And thus, the time has been getting later and later, which thus almost makes people late for school. And yes. we've had this ongoing conversation. We've used lots of grace. We've used had lots of conversations. We have explained to him the expectation. We've also shared what's going to happen with the expectation. And why I'm sharing all this up front <laughs> is because what I'm about to say may sound like, like that were really, really harsh. But, but it really it was out of a place of love because the natural consequence is if you keep showing up late, the car is going to leave. And therefore, you're going to have to take a cab to school or figure out another way. It, it's actually a safe, natural consequence. And this did happen yeah. uh, just the other day. We, again, had another conversation with him. And then two days later, uh, he was late to come to the door and you had left. And I had said to him, sorry, man, you, you got to get a cab. We've talked to you about being on time. Because, And, and here's the thing. It didn't come from a mean-spirited place. Like, please understand, like, we're not mean-spirited people. Uh, and our daughter really struggled with this. She's yeah. like, you, like, you can't leave him. You can't leave him. And we had to explain, like, by not leaving him, we're just enabling the disobedience. We're yeah. enabling the bad behavior. We're tolerating it. This is a safe, natural consequence where we can say to him, like, our word means something. Like, when we ask you to be on time, there's other things that are at play here. Yeah, and we've set a boundary. And if we don't keep that, right. then it just means everything we say is 
is just hollow and empty. Right. And so we need to we need to hold to what we've said. Right. And then hopefully from that he sees you know that the belief is that they will leave me they will follow through on their word and we're hoping then that that will affect his behavior yeah i emailed the international student teacher and just let him know what had happened and what we had done and i got an email back saying well i hope he learned his lesson today (laughs) so again it wasn't out of a mean place but but we are trying to correct gently and walk with people and realize that because i believe his belief was they're not actually going to leave me yeah they won't actually follow through and no we had to show that we are going to follow through yep and because that's an important life lesson to know that what people say they are going to follow through and that it's important to be on time when you've been asked to be somewhere yeah yeah, yeah. So it wasn't out of a mean-spirited place. There was a point to what we were doing. So those are some examples that we wanted to share to kind of help introduce the concept and introduce this topic of that our beliefs form our behaviors. So what do we do about this? I, I think the first thing, and, and we say this quite often, is to go deeper, to mm. get to the roots of the thing. And in this case, it's getting to the roots of what we believe. Mm-hmm. And so our, if our beliefs cause our behavior, we can't just change the behavior, right? Those beliefs are going to still be there in the background and they're going to creep forward and we can muscle through a behavior change for a little bit. But unless it's a belief change and a heart change, it's not going to last. And so we have to go deeper. We got to get to the roots of what we believe. Yeah. And going back to our, our driving, leaving our student at home, I mean, today, he was he was five minutes early. He was early. on time. He was at the door, <laughs> and where before when we'd have the talk, it would only last for about one day. So there would be a little bit of a behavioral change for a little moment, but the belief of they won't actually leave me kept creeping to yes. the forefront, and his arriving on time kept dropping later and later and later. But today, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I I believe that we changed his belief because he was early. I hope so. I don't want to have to leave him again. But (laughs) if we have to, we will. That's right. Yeah. And just in case you hear a weird crackling noise, (laughs) listeners, uh, we're sorry. Our dog dog got a new bone yesterday (laughs) and she is thoroughly enjoying it Uh, and busy chewing on it. And so I'm sorry if there's a weird background noise. It's better than the barking that happened a few podcasts ago. It's true. It is. Yeah. But that's what that is. (laughs) So we can ask ourselves, what beliefs need to change mm-hmm. in our thinking? Yeah. When when maybe we do something that surprises ourselves even in, in the moment, we can ask ourselves, what was I believing? And then once we know that, then we can change the behavior because we can change the belief. We can get to the, the root of it. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that really helps us in this situation is to understand that we can't just change our mind. We have to exchange what's in our minds. Actually, and this is fascinating as we started to understand this a little more, or at least it was fascinating for me. Yeah, no, it's super interesting. To actually know the definition of change, it literally means to exchange. Yeah. It means to ex- literally to exchange something. And so we need, need in this scenario or in this concept we need to take off the wrong beliefs and then put on the right beliefs whether that going back to our parenting we need to put on the right beliefs that our kids are going to do what we've asked them to do that our spouse isn't mean-spirited that they mean the best for us so exchange the bad thoughts for a good thought because then that will 
hopefully guide our conversation and that we would ask those clarifying questions and have a safer conversation in our marriage with that. Yeah. The other side of the coin to that is sometimes people make mistakes. Sometimes people lead double lives. Sometimes we need to also address the fact that if there's some red flags Mm. in our child's life or some information is brought forward and we have reason to believe that they are not being truthful, we also need to address that. We can't just think that Uh believing something makes it true that we can can speak something into existence. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that what we believe affects how we behave. Right. And so in those situations, believing, yes, the best, but also believing the facts of the situation. That if if our kid comes home smelling like smoke and, and we ask them, were you smoking? And they say, no. Well, maybe we need to dig into that a little bit more. And that's just an example. Right. I don't know why I chose that one. It just came to my head. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to be clear on that. Yeah. I love how the Bible talks about <clears throat> all of this stuff that we've been talking about. And, and this point in particular about exchanging what's in our minds. The Bible talks about it in Ephesians four twenty-two to 24. It reads like this. You were taught with regard to your former way of life. To put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And so even in scripture, there's this constant putting off, but then we need to put on. Yeah. And with the gentlemen that I walk with, there's some men that I walk with that are struggling with addictions. And I'm uh, when I get into these conversations with them, it's not just about putting off the addiction. I'm always trying to then have the conversation of, okay, well, what are you going to put in place of it? How, what, what are you going to do instead of it? Or as the temptation comes, like, what's your avenue? Out? So as you're putting this off, what are you going to be putting on? And scripture is talking about putting on the righteousness of God. And that's what we need to be after in our lives. And even in this case that we're talking about here, it isn't just about changing behavior. We're hoping that through the beliefs and and working with the beliefs and and the mind that it will then change their behavior as well. Yeah, there there can't be a void, right? We can't just put off but not put take something back on. And so if we try to do that, there's a void, it's going to be filled with something. Mm -hmm. And so in order to have that positive change, we have to be really intentional about what we're filling that void with. Right. Going back to our verse, if we look at that, it's talking about how before we are made new in Christ, we have our former way of life. That's our old self, which is corrupted by our deceitful desires. But then when we are made new in Christ, when we become a new creation through the Holy Spirit, then we have this renewal of our minds. If we choose Hmm. to focus on being obedient to the Holy Spirit, of understanding what it means to live as a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. And then we can have that new self. It's it's there and we have it, but we need to almost uh, lean into it and embrace it and allow it to be the the driving force in our lives. Because like the verse says, we were created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Mm -hmm. But we have to be pursuing that and choosing that. Right. And and renewing our mind in God's word, it has been really 
life-changing for us, it our has. experience. We've been reading through the Bible. This is year eight. Uh, yeah. For the past eight years, we've been reading through the Bible every year. And it has been so impactful in our life to yes. hear and study God's Word, to wake up each morning and have that be the routine of how we start our day. And be learning about God's character, be learning about changing our beliefs. And it has, the more we've learned about God's character, the more we've dove into the Bible, the more we've learned about how to live this Christian life, it has affected our behaviors. Our beliefs about who God is, our beliefs about God's standards, our beliefs about God's character, our beliefs about how a Christian is to be walking and living, and this has changed our behavior. It's changed our interactions with each other. Yeah. It's changed our interactions with our children. It's changed our interactions with strangers, with friends. Like It has changed a lot in us as we've changed our beliefs. Our behaviors have followed along with that. Yeah, and I think there's actually kind of a... Uh... I don't know if you call it a litmus test or something, but I think it's a Hebrew kind of saying mm. that if if you truly know and believe something, it will change your behavior. And if it isn't, if you say, well, I know that, mm. but it's not affected our behavior, right. then they would say that we don't truly know it or don't truly believe, believe it, it because there's no evidence of it. And yeah. so there's kind of an interesting little test for ourselves to be <laughs> like, is it impacting what I think and what I do? Yeah. Whatever our situation is, whatever our mess or the things we want to change, Let's remember that we can change mm. with the Holy Spirit and the renewal of our minds. We can become more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if we're kind of struggling and we're thinking, I no longer want to be this way or do that or have these thoughts, we need to remember that we have to focus on what we want to be and mm. do and kind of have that vision of where we want to be headed and focus on where we want to be headed yeah. rather than focusing on the mistakes of the past. Mm. If there's been something that's been tripping us up and we're wanting to change our beliefs and change our behavior, mm. it's really helpful to have a clear picture of where we want to go. There's there's an analogy or I guess it's more of an object lesson if, if we say, don't think about a pink elephant. <laughs> What do you instantly think about and picture? <laughs> yeah. A pink elephant, right? right, right so right. even in the negative, if we even tell ourselves, don't do this, don't think about mm. that, that's what's going to be on our focus and in our minds mm -hmm. versus if we make a list and, and say, this is what I want to be doing. This is what I want to be thinking, mm. where I want to be going. And we focus yeah. on Here's those things. Here's the behavior things. I want and I want to yeah. believe those things. Yeah. yeah. Then we're way more likely to go that direction right. versus the direction that we don't want to be going. Yeah, and and I think you alluded to this earlier on, but I, I just want to really make this clear. We're not saying to not be, like, don't go around being naive. Don't put your head in the sand and not call things out in a loving, gentle way to, well, I'm just going to believe this, and so therefore my children or my spouse will act like this. 
I mean, going back again to our international student example, we had to follow through with a natural consequence. There was a consequence with and with the boundaries we had set up. And and no matter how much we believed that he was going (laughs) to change, he didn't. Yeah. Until there was a natural consequence. But he had to change his belief that we were not going to leave him because we did. <laughs> right, right. And so they're, they're on both sides. And so I just, I just want to make sure our listeners aren't, we're not saying to not be naive. We're not saying that there isn't natural consequences and we don't, and you alluded to this, like we do call things out in our, in our children and, and have ongoing conversations with them, have ongoing conversations with our spouse. So, so that's, I, I, like, I hope that's not, that, that also is coming through in what we're here and saying with how our beliefs will change our behavior on both sides. And yeah, our, we, I think the distinction, we reap what we sow. Yeah, the distinction is our beliefs can't change someone else's there behavior. There it is. There. Right? Our beliefs can change our behavior. Yeah. But we do need to make sure that they're true and right and good yes. and honoring. Right. We can't just, you know, say, well, I'm just a nice person, so I would never enforce a boundary or a consequence because that's actually not being nice. Yeah. The nice thing is to to help people to grow and mature and learn the things that they need to learn yeah, in life. So it right. wouldn't have been nice of us to just continue allowing our student to be late all the time. Right. That's a bad foundation for the rest of his life. Right. So good. So, our our beliefs change our behavior. We're not saying that our beliefs are going to change the other people's behavior. Exactly. Yes. So good. Uh, I really like like that. Uh, how how you said that. That was awesome. You're so smart. <laughs> oh man. So good. So good. Hey, how does that resonate with you? As always, we have a few questions that we want to hand over. We hope that it was a intriguing podcast and, and there's been some thought provoking for you on your side. But here's some questions to process here at the end of the podcast. How do your beliefs affect your behavior? And what's one belief that you could change today to help your relationship to grow? Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.